Welcome, travelers, to another episode of the Time Travel Trio podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Matt. And I'm Hot. And we're the, the Time, Time Travel, Travel Trio. Trio. Hi, everybody. How's Hi, it going? <laughs> it's time for Time Travel Hour on Ooh. PBS. <laughs> Ooh. Once upon a time, there were three friends who made a podcast and they reviewed movies and TV shows. And then one day, they got to a TV show that was also called Once Upon a Time. To be fair, I'm the one who tweeted that, not him. Just saying. Oh, wait, you tweeted that already? <laughs> I tweeted like almost that exact thing. Oh, man. I'm sorry. You no, accepted okay. my brain. I didn't it's okay. To... You might have seen it in subconsciously. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not so, trying to joke steal. It's fine. I, I get it. So today, as you hopefully may or, or maybe you don't, I don't know, maybe you just like Once Upon a Time, this is the only episode you're listening to, but if so, our podcast is ending. Womp, womp, or uh, yay. yay, we did it. <laughs> However you feel about it. <laughs> we achieved our goal. We did. It'll be three years of our podcast, and this is my final choice, which as Hyde kind of foreshadowed, we are doing Once Upon a Time, the uh, very popular ABC series that is, uh, the description is very vague, but it says a young woman with a troubled past is drawn to a small town in Maine where fairy tales are to be believed. <laughs> so like that's, yeah, that's kind of the, the general premise of the show is that it's Could like also a, be a Stephen King novel. It's a town where, <laughs> where fairy tale characters are, uh, they have come to our world and... Yes, they the, don't remember their life. Specifically, uh, Disney uh, tie-in yes. um, characters. Yes, <laughs> or ones but, in public domain. Yes, oh, yeah, but it makes it domain, fun, yeah. and it is fun. You know, is there's fun. a huge catalog for them to draw from, so it's pretty cool. They kind of just throughout the seasons keep building up more and more. So yeah, that's true because Wizard of Oz is in there. Anyway, so I have chosen the two-part season three finale, which is two episodes. Um, Snow Drifts, which is episode season three, episode twenty one, as well as episode twenty two, which is called "There's No Place Like Home." It is two parter, so you know it's it, we we won't really necessarily separate one episode from the other. We'll just kind of talk about it. I think in general, will yeah, make it's, more sense. It's, it's the same uh, time travel uh, caper. Yes. So the show, as a kind of a preface, the show does use time travel in a few different ways. Um, this one is kind of unique, uh, and we'll talk about it, but they, in a general sense, they use portals and magic beans are what opens the portals. So like Jack and the Beanstalk type of beans, <laughs> that's, they're hard to come by, but they, they exist. Or if someone has some particular really powerful form of magic, I guess essentially the they curse, could right? also, yeah, be sent as well as the curse of so season one, these characters are cursed and you know, the curse sends them to our world, which that's true, I guess, technically, that is time traveling. So that's kind of the show. I am, have been, I mean, the show's not on anymore, but I was, I was a fan. I watched it from day one since I like the premise and I like Jennifer Morrison and I, it's from the, the creators of this show were two writers on Lost. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of Lost Easter eggs throughout the show, which is really great. Um, so I've been a fan. I've you know, stuck through till the end, and I'm very proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all of, like, till season seven even. Like, I watched all of those, begrudgingly a little bit, but, you know, I just wanted to get through to the end, so. Yeah, I didn't really watch the show at all. Uh, the most I've seen is when Jen watches it, 
Uh, obviously, I watched the two episodes for the podcast, but I've also I saw a few kind of while Jen was researching it, uh, and she kind of showed me a couple of uh, key moments of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched a little bit, a couple of episodes from season one in the beginning to kind of get an idea of what's going on. Yeah. I've seen, I watched the first season pretty regularly. My brother and I both were living in the same place at the time, and we watched the show. And then somewhere around season two, I just lost track. It wasn't that I fell out of love with the show or anything, I just lost track of the show and never felt like kind of getting back into it, just didn't have the time. And then uh, I still haven't since then, until this episode, I hadn't had to catch up with anything. Mm. Would you ever rewatch it? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure one day. I mean, it's on Netflix, Mm -hmm. so I'm sure one day I'll I'll sit down and like finish it out before Disney puts it on their streaming service. Which, yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm just going to try my best to... Cool. Did you like the show when you watched it? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was clever. I thought it was fun. It's a, it's a little soap opera Yeah. Which is, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. Believe it or not, a lot of people think this for some reason. I'm not a big fantasy fan. Like, I like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm much more sci-fi than fantasy. Okay. And so, you know, sometimes it's just a little much where I'm like, oh, okay. I'd be like in the right mood. Right. Um, to, but I do enjoy the show, and I enjoyed the episodes I watched last night. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty fun. I mean, there's definitely some heavy moments, and like characters go through shit. Like I am telling <laughs> you, this show gets intense, and like all this kind of stuff goes down. But and so you're right in that sense, it is kind of soap opery. But I do like they have flashbacks of characters and like their history and their backstory. So it's kind of like. You see the stories that you know, but you see them in kind of new ways, or you see more to it of how things kind of came to be, um, especially with like the main characters like Snow White and Prince Charming and, and all of that. Right. Um, you have Hook as a hero, which is, I like yeah. because I always thought Peter he's, Pan was creepy. He is great. <laughs> and, and he's kind of creepy in the show. Yeah, when they, yeah. When they do, the, they go to Neverland at one point, and that's, that's how... Um, Isn't it Marilyn Manson playing Pan or something like that? No. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think he's... he's, he's um, not Freddie Highmore, but a boy who like looks like that. Got it. Got um, it. like a little blonde, cute little blonde boy. Um, but yeah, it's the show is intense. But I definitely am a hook. I'm a shipper. That I will sink with that ship. That ship is great. But do they not end up together? Oh no, they do. They okay. do in the end. They do, okay. and it's great, and it's wonderful, and everything's great. <laughs> say from what I've seen, they're they do destined to be together. Yeah, they they are. But it's pretty great. They go through, they go through some stuff before they do there. go through some stuff, and yeah. she's a really like Jennifer Morrison, who plays Emma Swan, who's basically the main character. She's really great. Her character is super interesting. Like she's gone through a lot of shit in her history, and so like how she kind of has to learn to. Try Trust throughout the show, I just find is really enthralling because she basically her parents abandoned. I mean, not um, they didn't have a choice, but they sent her to yeah, our world so that she could be saved from the curse. But so she grew up her whole life without her parents, kind of feeling that like, why don't they want me? Sort of orphanage mindset. Yeah, and I mean, even from what I've seen in the first season, when. Um, when Emma is there and like she's squaring off against Regina, she kind of does feel like a frail animal where she's kind of like she, she does. Kinda, she, she doesn't trust anyone yeah, not for at all. a long time, and so seeing and then her, season three where she like right almost up. has a turn, and especially she, yeah. and it's really in these episodes, honestly, that that's really a big turning point for her. She's already kind of getting there at that point. With like but Henry, she kind of yeah, her, grew with him. It's really her love of Henry that kind of keeps her there and keeps her like really wanting to grasp on to staying in Storbrook throughout the show 
Um, and it's really heartwarming to see. And she just, you know, she doesn't, it, it, yeah, it's all kind of full, full circle in a lot of ways, which is really cool. And I think a lot of that is, you know, kind of that lost mindset to a certain degree of, of things can be connected in stories and it's okay to kind of tweak fairy tales in this new way and kind of be like, oh, okay, so Snow White and Little Red Riding Hood, they're friends, right. you know, they're part of the same, they're all, everyone's part of the chain of force, so everyone's kind of <laughs> interacts with other people and Rumpelstiltskin knows everybody and so it's a really great way to kind of have these interweaving stories. It's almost like the last season of Lost if the main focus was on the side flashes and the yeah. and the and the back okay. and, and the flashbacks were the stuff they did on the island. Yeah. I like and, that. and they found each other and they like remember. Actually what that they probably did. would have been better. Yeah. Anyway. That, that is it's very Twin Peaks too, kind of going yeah. on. Like light hearted Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And I will um, you know, we'll get into these episodes. So there is also <laughs> just if in case at this point, if you're still wondering how much of a once upon a time fan I am, I even watched Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And stuck with that whole show. So oh, I didn't even realize that was a show. Yeah, they tried to do a spinoff in Wonderland, and it didn't. It was on for like I think it might have finished a whole season, but it was not on for more than that. And one of the characters they tried to bring into this show, and they tried to have him date Belle at one point. It was just it was no good. Anyway, <laughs> anyway so I'm very knowledgeable about the show. I will say though, as kind of a blanket statement, if things come up that. You guys ask me, like, who's that person? What does that guy do? And I don't necessarily remember. I haven't rewatched a lot of this show. Yeah. So a lot, most of it, other than I'd say maybe the first season, I, which I have seen a few times, I, I really haven't rewatched this show. I mean, there's a lot going on. It's just a lot going on. And there's so many different histories of everything. So we're going to start with Snow Drifts, which, if you're a fan of the show, it references... I think it's episode four or something in season one, which is called Snow Falls, which is where we see the flashbacks of how Snow and Charming meet. When she falls from the tree. Ah, or when she falls in love. But, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't fall. The oh, next, yeah, the, the first time three, she time, jumps she off. She doesn't yeah. fall. She, that's why it's like she falls in love and then she kind of drifts. Yeah, I don't... She's, okay. Anyway, the puns. yes, the puns. I appreciate the puns. I will <laughs> say, for some reason, the creators of Lost or of the show are listening to this. I do appreciate the puns. And so, in this episode, the description says, "When Zelina's time portal reopens and sends Emma and Hook into the enchanted forest of the past, their actions have dire consequences of the future." This is like the kind of time travel that I love. <laughs> I love consequences of time travel. That is my ultimate, like. Give me a movie that's just like this, like constant, like show me consequences of someone time traveling. That's what I love to see. So this is like my bread and butter. <laughs> it's, the butterfly effect. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> so I really loved, we, I think I, you watched Snowfalls with me because I was yeah. like, these are the events that happen. Maybe you watch with an eyeball while yeah. I'm watching it. So I, I was paying attention. I think I was on my computer, but I was, I was listening. Yeah. But they do a good job of kind of making you understand where things are being changed mm. if you if it's like been a while since you've seen snowfalls but um a lot of the all the event not all but most of the events of how they meet have been altered now because emma and hook are there and through one reason or another whatever their presence has altered the timeline yeah and they have those moments where like charming yells out i'll find you no matter what and and they have so they kind of hit on the same beats, you know. Yes. So right. from Snowfalls, you're like, oh, okay, that's this like it's still the same characters at the same time in the life. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense, you know. But yeah, so the 
you know, the matter. I'm saying, as someone who had not seen Snowfalls, just I don't remember the episode very well. It was very easy to follow. Of like, this is clearly a moment that's yeah. been altered. That's you can been tell. Changed, that's yeah. been, you know, tampered with somehow. Yeah, and that's good. I think that's how it should be too. That it shouldn't be like you have to be a diehard fan to understand that something's being changed. Um, so in this season, the Zelina is uh, the Wicked Witch of the West, and she has been killed. Later on in the show, she comes back. It's a whole thing. Anyway, in this, for the sake of this conversation, she has been killed. And so her, it's a whole thing. Her time portal has reopened, which I want to say is maybe how she got there in the first place. I mm-hmm. don't totally remember. But it reopened because her magic was kind of released when she quote unquote died. So. But it was killed. <laughs> was killed, sure. So it opens up this time portal and from what I can remember, when someone goes in the time portal, it takes them where they think about, and which is why when they land, Emma's like, oh, I was thinking about the book and this and that and Henry and, uh. and Snow and Charming. Um, and so that's why they end up where they do. As far as I can recall, I'm sure it's it's magic, so whatever. It'll <laughs> take you where the story <laughs> needs it to go. <laughs> yeah, but it also makes sense because she was there right next to where her parents first met right for sure uh and i loved that they had those back to the future references i thought <laughs> right. was really fun touch i really enjoyed that and right. then when you fly about a wizard yeah <laughs> and then hook's just like who is that it's really funny but it's also like this is back to the future that is yeah. what this story is and so like almost exactly i mean she's literally in a tree Yep. And then instead of, like, and this time, mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously there's a big difference here, but in this one she falls. Mm-hmm. Originally she's supposed to, like, kind of fall and... Like, well, he falls both ways, but yeah. the other way he gets hit by a car versus Marty saves him. Right, and then in this one she's in a tree and also falls because right. of their uh, interference. She, yeah, yes, because she's there and she, like, snaps a twig or something and, and Snow looks and misses the cue. Anyway. Yeah. So I thought that was really fun and I appreciated that they kind of just said that up front instead of trying to like pretend like they're not copying Back to the Future. <laughs> so <laughs> I liked that. And I, you know, I enjoy, you know, Back to the Future is one of our, our favorite movies. I enjoy that kind of story of having to put pieces back together so that things still happen. So cool. Did you guys like these episodes? What did you think? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was, you know, they had some fun moments. Um, and there wasn't a ton that I didn't really understand because it's pretty much contained. Like, you know, they're in the Enchanted Forest. Mm-hmm. Regina, she's the evil queen. Yeah, I didn't feel like I missed a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And like I said, even though I hadn't seen anything of season three, I was able to keep, catch up with the story pretty quickly. And I enjoyed it. It was fun. A lot of charm in it. Um, there was a couple moments where I was like, uh, and not even just like out of confusion, just kind of like, uh, what? But we'll get mm-hmm. to those, I'm sure, a little bit later. <laughs> For sure. Um, and so in in the Enchanted Forest, I think I kind of mentioned this, but Rumpelstiltskin is, he's the dark one. He is responsible for a lot of things, particularly he's the one who creates the curse. And the purpose, I'll be brief, but the purpose of him creating the curse is because his son went through a magic bean portal when he was young and was sent to a land without magic because Rumpelstiltskin was using too much magic. And so Rumpelstiltskin was, he as soon as he left, he was supposed to go with him. As soon as his son left and he was like, oh no, what did I do? And he tries to, it's a really heartbreaking moment where he's like, no, come back, come back. And he's like trying to dig through the earth, but the portal's gone. So he 
is trying to find a way to get to a land without magic, which is our world. So that's the whole thing of him creating this curse that's like season one, that, that curse that sends them to Storybrooke, mm. is also he can get back to his son. Just as a little context, because um, we're going to show a clip from Snowdrifts when Hook and Emma kind of run into Rumpelstiltskin, and he um, just kind of talks to them about the importance of, you know, not messing things up, but also not, you know, telling someone too much about their future. He's not going to hurt you. You have to listen to me. And why would I listen to you? Because if you don't, you'll never see your son again. What do you know of my son? His name is Balefire. You're planning to enact a curse in hopes of reuniting with him. Who told you that? What are you, some kind of witch? No, I'm not a witch. I'm the one who breaks the curse so that you can find him. I'm the product of true love. But that's speculation. Part of my plans. But I haven't done it. You will. And you will succeed. If that's true, then that means... We're from the future, mate. But time travel hasn't been done, mate. Yeah, well, someone's cracked that code. We need your help. Help? <laughs> you need my help? Then answer me one question. Do I find my son? Answer me! Yes. Bay. I find Bay. How? Don't tell me. If I succeeded, I don't want anything in my head that might throw it off. It might already kind of be thrown off. You've changed things. What have you done? We interrupted my parents' meeting. Thank you, Mr. Go Rumpelstiltskin, for believing us. I know that time travel is hard to swallow. Not as hard as the other mystery you've presented me. Why haven't I killed him? If it makes you feel any better, it wasn't for lack of effort. Let's just say we buried the hatchet. <laughs> yes, but why not in your skull? I mean, first you tell me I let the pirate live. Now you're telling me I fall for the hell. Yes, she's a strange sense of humor, but let's get back to her parents. <laughs> yes. Who are they? Snow White and Prince Charming. Prince Charming? His real name is Prince James. King George's son, whose wedding I've just arranged. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That marriage isn't supposed to happen because the ring he was going to give her gets stolen by Snow. It's quite a tale you're spinning. Here, let me show you. It's in the book. <clears throat> Wait, what? It's all gone. Anything that was supposed to happen after they've met has disappeared. The ripple effect. Once you change something in the past, anything from that point forward becomes uncertain. The future, as you can see, is a blank page. We need to get Snow to steal that ring so we can put their story back on track. There's a lot going on in that clip, but... Um, <laughs> it's basically the photograph from Back to the Future. It is, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, but Rumpelstiltskin, I mean, he's 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 a pretty smart guy for all his magic. Um, yeah. Uh, I did want to... I thought about when I first saw the episode, it's like, okay, the, like what is changing, or how do they know that things are changing? And obviously they, they bring out the book, but Rumpelstiltskin says that time, it's uncertain, but... 
if the pages are missing, then how come Emma isn't vanishing or how come she's still there? I guess because I would say if anything, it's because because time is in flux right, right now until events actually unfold now in this new time. Until that actually happens, if Charmé actually marries Catherine, etc., etc., Snow goes on a different path or is killed, blah, 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 whatever it is, then, like, until those events are set in stone, I think, that's when Emma would disappear. Yeah. And so, we see... And remember, also because you need her to be in the show, so... Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> I'm just trying to... Just trying to... Yeah, yeah. You know, comprehend their logic, but if... Uh, you know, later we kind of see Snow, quote-unquote, dying or being burned alive by Regina, but Emma doesn't disappear, and so we both, like, as soon as we saw it, we're like, wait, she should disappear as soon as that happens. Right. But then she also acknowledges that, too. She yeah, and had that conversation, which I appreciated that they actually, like, brought it up, like, wait a minute, right. if that's true, then why am I still here? She's still alive. And I like that that's how they come to the realization that she's still alive instead of just finding her. Right. It's like, it's like well, if you didn't, there obviously is still a way she can come back. Right. It, which is a good uh, plot device. It's kind of like in Back to the Future, there's at one point his hand is, like, phasing, but he doesn't quite disappear because there's still a shred of hope mm-hmm. that things can be course-corrected. Once all... It's basically the Doctor Strange thing. Once all possibilities are gone, <laughs> then it's then that's what it's going to be set to do. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to put that. Yeah. If there's no hope, then that's when the disappearing happens. But it's also a show or, and a movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, at least they acknowledge that things have changed. They have some evidence. They say, okay, the pages have vanished. And so they still have... Like, you have to kind of limit the effect somehow you can't just like go on a logic thing and be like if the pages are gone that means she's gone too you have to kind of you have to kind of meet it both right you know, the pages are gone because that confirmed history quote-unquote history is now in flux yeah and so it's kind of like nope this is not how it is let me take it away until it's actually set in stone mm. it's kind of how i picture it but so the rules of this time travel there are rules but kind of not like they can do whatever they want right. but there will be consequences they can go back when whenever they quote unquote can you know that kind of thing but there there it there isn't like a time there is kind of a timeline but it's a timeline that they set for themselves it's right. not it's not a timeline of the sake of we only have 10 hours until the portal will reopen kind of thing <laughs> Right, yeah. The stakes they have are just like, because people might get killed because she gets kidnapped and, and, the, and, and the wedding day. And right, and the longer that they're there, the more they change. Right. Because they're not supposed to be there at that time. Um, there are, I will say, there are other times that they are in the Enchanted Forest that are like their present timeline, not time traveling. They just, they go through a portal and end up in the Enchanted Forest, but it's like after the curse mm. kind of a thing. So right. there are, it, it's only like this right now because of the fact that they're in the past. Yeah, I, I like that when, when Rebel Stiltskin was like, okay, I'll help you out. He changed their clothes to be like new clothes and then sent the, those clothes back to where they sold them from. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, that way that won't that change is going to be erased. So no one's going to worry about those clothes right. left. And he's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll take a memory erase spell. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's a point at, at the end of the whole two episodes, but he's, still, he's, still, he's aware of these things where he's like, okay, I'll forget everything and I'll help them out. I'll make sure the timeline is... He's doing what he can to preserve the timeline. Right, and right. It's, and what I like too is it's not necessarily out of the goodness of his heart to help them. It's because he needs things to happen how they did because 
he sees his son, and right. that's his yeah. ultimate goal of everything he does. Right. Because he's. By the way, when he gives them disguises for the ball, they look like uh, kind of like the weird cousins of Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was just like, I was like, which I almost maybe wish that they literally had just guest starred as a joke. That would be as so, like just in the mirror <laughs> Just like in the mirror part. Like come in for like literally two hours. Yeah. We're going to put you in this costume. And then everyone's going to be like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah that for, was... some, for someone who says that time travel doesn't exist, he sure knows like a lot of the things that need to happen for, to like help preserve time. He's seen Back to the Future. He has seen Back to the Future. <laughs> I would um, because he he puts a spell on them so that their faces look different, and so if for some because Emma's like, but what if someone recognized me? And I think I don't know if it's Hook or someone was like, it's like forty years in the future. They're not gonna remember what you look like, and she's like, you never know. And so he like puts a spell. Yeah, and there's also a point because Regina, she would have recognized Emma when she first saw her in season one if she oh, had right, seen her too. actual face. Right. In I the mean, Enchanted Forest. Not for sure. Yeah, but there's but a chance there. Yes. That was the concern. Yeah. And that would have been, yeah, that would have definitely changed things for sure if Regina would have probably killed her on sight, to be honest. Because yeah. Because she knows that Emma's the one who's going to break the curse. Anyway, so consequences. There are definitely this whole, sh- ep- these whole, both of these episodes are consequences of this time travel. So, you know, them being there changes these events. And so they have to kind of tweak things to happen how like to kind of get back on course and of course emma being emma she <laughs> has to save mystery woman we will call her for right now mystery woman <laughs> from prison <laughs> who is supposed to die and scheduled to die she is uh, marion marion from robin hood and of course robin hood in storybrook now is currently dating regina and so by emma bringing right. back marion fucks up Regina's life and she gets really pissed and we say that at the end of, of the season and like rightfully so to be honest like right. I get that Emma was like trying to be a good person like save this woman's life and she has a family and everything but I definitely am obsessed like siding with Hook in this in both of these episodes because Hook constantly keeps telling her like you don't like, know what this all, you know like yeah. I understand that you want to help this woman but don't because you She's don't know how this will affect and the whole thing with Regina hating Snow is because Snow told Regina's mother um, that Regina was having a secret of when Snow was a little girl she was 12 Snow told Regina's psychotic mother who is the queen of hearts um, <laughs> that Regina was having a secret love affair with the stable boy and like Regina's mom is she would not be happy with that, basically. And so Regina was like, Snow, please keep this a secret when Snow found out. And Snow's like, you can trust me, I promise, I'll keep it a secret. But, of course, Regina's mother gets it out of young Snow, and Regina's mother kills the stable boy. And so that is why Regina hates Snow White. That is all of everything, at least in the first part of the show, of why Regina's doing this, why she wants to enact the curse, because she doesn't want snow to have her happy ending and so i i use that as a preface because i would imagine it probably like makes sense with why regina's doing some of the things she's doing in these episodes then when emma comes and again like snow's daughter comes and destroys regina's happy ending again (laughs) like she is rightfully pissed and like i definitely get it um anyway so that's (laughs) definitely a consequence um things all work out kind of um 
Robin spoilers, Robin Hood dies at one point, so that sucks. But oh. um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were together though, and Marion was not there very long, as far as I can remember. So ruin everyone's happiness yeah, just for a little bit. There you go. For the sake of drama. Yeah, we we had a uh, duplicate hooks. Duplicate um, hooks, yes, thank you. That I, was fun. I wanted to uh, make a note of that. That was I always love duplication as if you're a fan of this show, which is really just us, but I'm a fan of our show, so I love duplication. Yes, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought that was really fun, and then just the fact that like our storybook hook, sorry, try to say that ten times fast, storybook hook gets jealous of Enchanted <laughs> Forest Hook for like making out with Emma. I thought it was a really funny moment. Like that whole that whole exchange was Which really funny. Which is weird because it's his idea too because he says like, well, he will like you because we have the you same taste. Type, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's like, but then he gets jealous. Like, And I just thought about like, would I get jealous if I saw my a past version of myself making out with like my wife or girlfriend? I was like, I don't know if I could be. I, I mean, <laughs> just be like, I think I'd be like, well, I guess she likes me no matter what. Yeah. It's like, even though, even when I'm younger. <laughs> yeah, right. But it, Yeah. I, I mean, it was funny because for him, out of all the consequences, since he's drunk and he's like, it's fine. I won't remember. I'll blame another realm. Don't worry about me. We can't mess with me because I know the consequences won't affect me. Right. Yeah. But I do like at the end where they kind of talk about it at the very end of uh, No Place Like Home. He says, you know, I... I don't remember. I don't think I would remember the kiss because, or that it didn't count, or something like that. Because I would have followed that woman anywhere. I'm mm. sure, you know, whatever. And she goes, "Oh, probably blame it on the rum." So even all of that, like, didn't really even stick. Mm. So and it makes sense because, like, what this mysterious woman comes and makes out with you, and then she's gone, and right. like, no one saw her. <laughs> like, right, you're gonna be like, "Oh well, okay." okay. <laughs> that was probably real. That was, that was some good rum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. How they get back is kind of up to Emma. Emma has magic, but right now Zelina took Emma's magic, and when Zelina died, her magic should have been returned, but it quote-unquote didn't, or at least not to the point that she can access it again. So Rumpelstiltskin's like, here's this wand. You can use it to reopen the portal. Only someone who went through the portal can reopen it, but you need magic. So it's like, so too bad I'm going to put you in this dungeon and never talk to you ever again, and you'll die there <laughs> basically it's kind of his plan is he's like get you out of the way so that way you don't you know interrupt anything else like <laughs> i get it if they can't get back don't right. don't let them like wander around everywhere <laughs> so anyway emma is has a has a moment where she admits to hook that she misses her family and you know is more self-actualized and is able to open the portal and then um rumpelstiltskin grabs her before she can get sucked through and she has to tell him that his son dies. A hero. He was a hero. He saved them all. But, um, and just for context, his son is Henry's father. Ah. So he and Emma, that's why she's like, I loved him too. He and Emma um, were a thing, and wow. Henry's dad. Yeah. yeah, before the show. Uh, I was watching some flashbacks. Like, yeah. Because they met, like, before she went to Storybrooke, and mm-hmm. they had, like, a whole thing, and then, yeah, they obviously, were she, got preg- she got pregnant, and then... In jail. That's, oh, that's right. That's the guy. Yeah. That's yeah. the guy. That's the guy. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah of course. That's the guy. Uh, yeah. It's now it makes of, sense. Yeah. They kind of give you bits and pieces throughout the show, so not everything is kind of comprehensive at any one time, but I always don't remember who knows what when. Right. Like, in certain things like this, when we're watching a, a season three episode. Right. By but, the way, very oddly romantic to put someone on, like, 
a, fa a merry-go-round machine, but don't like just turn on the lights, not actually do anything with the machine. Just like yeah, we're just gonna sit in the neon lights. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's who that is. That's right. that's what I figured. Nailfire slash Neil is his. Neil is his uh, <laughs> human name, not human name, but his non fairy tale name because if he goes around saying my name is Bale Fire, like people look at him weird. So maybe like, maybe your last name, but you can't have it as your first. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So he yeah, and there's a whole backstory with him and all this stuff. So that's cool. Scientific accuracy is magic. 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 Um, yeah, I mean they, they, they returned the moment they left mm -hmm. because the same phone calls uh, Dago was still calling her when they got back. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Just magic. Um, the portal kind of sucked them in, you know? Yeah, they weren't trying to go in the portal. They saw the light turn on right. from the portal being reactivated and they went and investigated in there. Yeah. So, yeah, no magic or no, no science, but all magic. Yes. So, relevance of time travel in the show, as I mentioned, it is somewhat relevant yeah. um, in different ways, too. They do travel between different realms and stuff, so yeah. that's kind of Realm traveling. Travel. Yeah, and time kind of definitely works different in different places. But in season seven, I just wanted to mention briefly, they are, it's kind of, some of the characters return, so like Rumpel, Regina, and Hook, but it's like a, it's a different, it's an alternate hook. So like our hook is still with Emma, but this is an alternate hook that we follow. It's a whole thing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it gets, it gets complicated as with Lost. It gets a little messy, but um, so they're still in the show, but it's different people. And so it's an older Henry is kind of our, our main character. And he's, there's been another curse. And they're in, like, see, it's not Seattle, but it's, like, basically Seattle kind of a place for season seven. And no one knows who they are. But the thing with that is, uh, towards the end, when people kind of start to get awake, or wait, sorry, awaken a little bit more, someone brings up the question of, how come all of our people aren't looking for us? Like, Snow and Charlie yeah. and Emma and all these people, why are they not realizing that we're missing? And... It's explained that that curse sent them back in time, like six years or whatever it is, so that there are still versions of them in Storybrooke, and these are the future versions of them, but just put back in time. So, like, basically future versions of them stuck in purgatory. Yeah, stuck in, stuck in the past where they're... There's still a Regina in Storybrooke who's the mayor and is going about her life, but there's also the Regina in Seattle who is living at the same time, and so that's why they don't realize that these people are like stuck in this curse and trapped in this town. So that's kind of interesting too, and the way that older Henry breaks that curse is by talking to his younger self. And um, he and it's actually a pretty cool moment, and I, sh I showed these guys yes. a while ago. But Henry calls his house at Storybrooke, and his younger self is 18, about to graduate high school. And he, the older version, remembers the conversation of this weird guy. And so it, it closes the loop, so to speak, of, um, of Henry talking to his other self. He doesn't know that it's his other self when he's 18, but when he's older, he then, you know, kind of completes it. And that's what reawakens his memories, is himself kind of figuring everything out and whatever. Anyway, so that's just another example of time travel is, again, through a curse, but in a kind of a different way that's sent back in time. Nice. So, yeah. 
I, mean, I think I have to watch the show to fully yeah. understand everything that just happened. But I, yeah. I, it does sound <laughs> kind of, interesting. It, it is. I mean, season seven, I think it's... Uh, it you don't like need to watch. I think you could probably end with season six and it's fine. But that is, like, towards the end of season seven, though, it was kind of interesting. Um, and it picked up, I think, once they probably realized the show wasn't going to continue. They, like, finished storylines and things were happening and, and everything was kind of coming into place. And it is really... There's a, a really sweet girl, I don't I don't know the actress's name, but who plays Henry's daughter mm-hmm. in season seven, and she's really sweet, and so it's kind of, it's different characters and, and stuff, but it's still kind of the same sort of vibe, and it wasn't that bad. Um, but I think if you're really invested in our Once Upon a Time characters, ending with season six is probably a good way to, to go. Um, <laughs> and then maybe just like watch the finale, because there's like a whole... Thing at the very very end of everyone kind of coming back because they had like a, a contract thing where they came out for like one episode or whatever <laughs> it is so yeah so uh cool so the time travel is is relevant to the episode but it is one of those like go this somewhere things happen and then you go back at the end so yeah it is framing but it is it is relevant because it is dealing with the consequences of that and they didn't choose to go back in time so you know or what's that? Whatever, what, whatever that's worth. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Okay. Closing sets. Obviously, this show that's they really had a lot clothes. of money. Um, the sets are a little green screeny. I mean, yeah. it's they use a lot of like green screen, blue screens. That ballroom in particular. Yeah. Is most unnecessarily of the sh- green screen. Most of the show is like that, so you kind of get used to it because that's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I would rather see nice, like. Well decorated CG as opposed to like half-assed real life set, but right? And they don't need to go to as obvious. many places. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is obvious, but I don't. I also don't think they were trying to make it not obvious. because yeah. it's a it's a magical land. There's a lot of things they would need to show to kind right. of build up that world, and they go to different realms, and they're in Neverland, and they're in you know Wizard of Oz land, and whatever, and like all this stuff. I don't think it actually ever took me out of it. The sets, the sets for the most part are actually really nice, and the costumes are always on point. Everyone's yeah. always dressed really nice. Everyone's yeah. always wearing, dressed like in really cool clothes for their character and their body type. Yeah. Um, the only time, actually, even the CGI haul did not really take me out of it. The only thing that actually took me out of it was when there's that scene where she's escaping with the ring, or she's escaping with the ring, and they're on the uh, kind of castle side mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like kind of gold or like copper plated but it's clearly just like a one layer paint job one or two uh, layer yeah. paint job on the, <laughs> on the bricks That's and it's, i don't know why i saw it but when as soon as i saw it, i was like oh my gosh this can't is like see it, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't I'm, i can see the brush strokes of like i'm like oh this isn't stone it's, it's oh, like paper funny. mache <laughs> but, that's really funny <laughs> Um, yeah, but no, the, the, the clothes are really great. And the sets of Storybrooke are pretty cool. Those yeah. are not green screens, at least, I mean, sometimes they are. But for the most part, those are, like, more set sets, and that's kind of a, it's a small town in, it might actually be in Maine. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I feel like it's not in Maine. I feel like it's probably in Canada or something, but, yeah, probably. um, but it is a, a small town, and, like, there's, I've seen videos of them, like, going in overnight when they're ready to shoot and like kind of changing all the signage and all that stuff because they're very particular about what signs they use and whatever and you know so that's cool um i will say another thing about this show that's pretty cool there's as i mentioned there's a lot of lost easter eggs Mm -hmm. there's a lot of lost character or actors excuse me actors in this show who make either guest appearances or they're on for a season or so and there's a lot of like big just names i would recognize that you know 
appear in an episode or so. Um, like there's characters from Buffy that are in here. Um, Rose MacGyver from iZombie is, is a character in here. Um, I think she plays Tinkerbell. And, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's cool. Um, it's cool to recognize some people, too. You know, it's one thing, first of all, also, it was nice to see Geppetto, a.k.a. Kagami, like, continuum, yeah. and there's some, like, hey, oh, there's yeah. this too. <laughs> I was like, hey, look, it's Kagami. And, like, he's also being oppressed by oh, people gosh. in this. I'm like, you don't push that guy too far. He's going to become a, a terrorist. Yeah, that's like, a I'm, downward spiral. He yeah. loses Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. um, I also think it's kind of interesting that all three of us for our final shows chose television shows. That, even though they may have been popular in America, were shot outside of the United States. Mm -hmm. A continuum and Once Upon a Time were shot in Canada. And then I'm Red Dwarf sure. if was shot in the UK. Yeah. I'm sure they shot some things in America. I know Psych did the same thing, even though they shot a lot in Canada. Right. But it seems like a show that they... It's like it's just kind of one of those interesting little tidbits. Like, uh, totally unintentional. Yeah. But kind of interesting how that works. Cool. Well, would you guys want to experience this time travel? I... I do... It's the same but, as Back to the Future. But not with all the consequences. I would love to be in, like, the Enchanted Forest. I think that's really cool. But I, that's a lot of consequences to, like, deal with. And especially if it's, like, directly related to you. Yeah. And like your life. Yeah. If, if, if I was Emma and my parents were there and I messed that up, that'd be, that'd be a tall order to have to, mm -hmm. right know, set right again. Yeah. You have to do a magic, then you accidentally get your friend burned, but then thankfully there's a fairy that brings her back, mm -hmm. which is a little do it like Machina. A yeah. little. I was like, I mean, they could yeah, have had her escape. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it's Snow White, and, and she's the fairy godmother. And, right. I yeah. mean, you got to help your homies out. You yeah. Know? yeah. It is sure. what it is. I mean, but I mean, it didn't, like, bother me too much. I was like, oh, okay, well, the fairy comes out of nowhere, saves a day, fine. Well, she saved herself by turning herself into a bug. That's with true. The, with the fairy dust. The fairy just came to undo the dark the magic. That's true. So, okay, that, that, that may make it a little bit more yeah. palpable. I do, yeah. Um, I Yeah, I'm kind of... I think at the end of the day, I probably wouldn't want to experience this time travel just because it's... Very stressful. Yeah, it is pretty stressful. You have to really watch every leaf you step on. <laughs> every so, butterfly. Every branch you break. Yeah, every butterfly. Every branch you break. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, <laughs> any other things you guys noticed about the episodes or the show that you wanted to mention? Uh, well, I mean, on a personal note, you love Beauty and the Beast, you love Belle. I do. How is it seeing Emily as her as a, as an Australian not, belle? I am not. <laughs> I have nothing against Emily DeRaven, but I am not. I was never super interested in the Bell Rumpel relationship yeah. in this show. I mean, he is kind of beastly, but he's not the beast. He yeah, he is in some ways, but yeah, it's just it's different, and I'm not. I. I I love Rumple, and he's one of my favorite characters, and he's super complex and interesting and smart and, like, makes all these decisions, and he's evil, and sometimes he's good and whatever. So I really like him, but as Belle, she's pretty bland for the most part, honestly. And, you know, it's just... They, they give her stuff to do sometimes, and she is around, but she's never, like... You know, it's never really about her. And if it is, it's it's... It's always tied to her relationship. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it just gets old because it's like, okay, well, Belle trusts Rumpel to not do something evil. Rumpel does something evil. Belle's mad at him. They forgive each other. 
And it's just like, it happens all the time throughout the show. And so I just get tired of it. So I'm personally, no, I'm not a fan. I'm a hook, I'm a shipper. Um, I love that the actors who play Snow and Charming are, they got married in real life and they have a kid and like fell in love because like in real life because of the show. That's how Oh wow, I didn't know that. They met on the show. That's cool. Um, Yeah, so that's, that's cool. And you know, some of the characters that they built, you know, for the most part, they're really interesting. Emma's really great. Regina's great. Rumpel's great. You know. Yeah, I um, I remember the end of this episode. I was like, oh, I remember this because I remember I I stopped watching Once Upon a Time, and everyone was like, Matt, you need to get back into it. I was like, huh. and then they were like, Matt, like at the end of season three, they're like, Matt, Elsa's coming in season four, and I was like, what? Like pulling myself out of whatever pile. I was like, oh, what? She's in season four. So then I had to watch at least I watched at least one or two episodes of season four because I was like, Elsa's in it, mm-hmm. and then Elizabeth Mitchell's in it. Mm-hmm. But all I kept thinking was Elizabeth Mitchell should have been Elsa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the actress who plays Elsa is good, and I understand it. I just felt like Elizabeth Mitchell, like, so... They made Elsa so, like, um, not moody. The kind of the Belle thing, where Elsa's powers were more interesting than her character. Yeah. And, like, Elizabeth Mitchell is, like, the actual Ice Queen. And you're yeah. like, why... But we uh, have yeah, her. Yeah, much more interesting. I know. <laughs> like, she's just so much more interesting I totally agree. next to her, so. Yeah. And we see, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because we do see the intro of that at the end of, uh, yeah, this, the, of this um, uh, finale. No Place Like Home. Yeah. yeah. No Place Like Home. So, cool. All right. Um, other recommended episodes for the show? Um, I don't know why. For some reason, one of the highest rated episodes on IMDb is season three, episode 11, Going Home which looks like it's a Peter Pan episode. Um, and actually, that's Rose MacGyver in the photo. <laughs> um, but There's No Place Like Home is the second highest rated episode. Um, and I think the season seven finale is is also up there too. But I recommend watching season one. This is definitely a show that you have to watch it sequentially. You can't just kind of jump in if you mm. don't really know what's going on for the yeah, most part. Yeah, it's one of those like meaty, serialized dramas. Yeah. yeah. Because everyone's kind of in a different place at different times and someone's dealing with something that they weren't dealing with before or they've already dealt with and it's yeah, it can definitely be confusing. But season one is actually pretty great and I recommend it and it's really kind of fun to try and figure out with Emma like who is what character. Right, that was, I remember that being really yeah, fun. Yeah, is, is a really cool aspect of it. And I will say David Anders, who's in everything is in this show and he plays dr whale slash dr frankenstein but he was one character who after the curse was broken everyone was like who is this and he didn't say who he was and people didn't know who he was and so i was like five thousand percent convinced that he was the wizard of oz (laughs) and i think it would have been wonderful because uh, sorry no pun intended (laughs) pun a little bit intended but not on purpose but um (laughs) I, I think it would have been so great, though, because no one knew who he was, right. and it would totally make sense, versus, like, making him Dr. Frankenstein, and it was, like, a totally dumb plotline that they did in the show, and anyway, and it was, like, just so Regina could try and bring back her stable boy boyfriend, and it was a whole thing, so, anyway. Oh, wow, that sounds crazy. It was, <laughs> it gets a little wild, and some seasons are definitely better than others, but um, season one is definitely the best, I'd say, for sure. Cool. So... There you go. Final reviews. So, I don't know if you guys want to rate the show as a whole. I mean, I can, but... Yeah, I mean, you can do the whole show. We can do the episodes or... Okay. Little, yeah. Or, like, as high do you see more than I have? But just kind of, you yeah, know. I'll, yeah, I'll go based on the episodes I saw. I mean, I thought this, these episodes were fun. I mean, even as a self-contained, yes, there's some nuance you lose by not knowing what happened in season three and season two. 
uh, like I didn't. But it's still a very enjoyable show. I mean, the characters are having fun. The actors are clearly having fun. There's some pretty cool set pieces, and it's a fun adventure. It never gets too dark or too light. It just kind of keeps moving along at like a really appropriate TV pace. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I enjoy myself. I, I had a good amount of time. Uh, it makes you do. It does make you want to go back and kind of like give the show another chance. So I'll say, as an episode, I'll say like a 7.5 out of 10. Cool. Um, I'll read the show as a whole just because I've seen it. So, yeah, these episodes are, are definitely really strong for the show. And I think that's kind of their strong suit is when it's a more condensed story. It's not over a whole season, but it's like just two episodes to tell this story of Hook and Emma going back to the Enchanted Forest. And that's it. Just two episodes. And so I think that's why it's really strong. So I'm glad we got to watch it. But uh, as a show as a whole, it's there is definitely, I would say there's probably more bad seasons than good ones. Not that they're all bad, because I do think it's a fun show, and I, you know, there were definitely times when I felt like I had to watch it, but for the most part, it was really fun, and, you know, each season had its own villain, and, you know, at one point Emma was the villain, and that was really cool, and she had, she was the dark one, and that was really interesting to, like, see and kind of figure out, like, why she chose to do that. And so there are definitely some really interesting ways that the show deals with it, and I love the Lost references. So, oh, as a show as a whole, I'd probably give the show a 7.5, actually. That feels, that feels good. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I'll give it a 7.5 as well. Um, from what I saw, uh, these two episodes specifically, but also the random ones that I saw here and there, um, it's a lot of, there's a lot of meat on the show's bones. Um, I feel like I use that phrase a lot, but there's a lot to get into. So if you haven't seen it and you want a show to binge, I think this is like prime material. I don't know if I would want to because there's other shows that I want to get to first. Um, but there's a lot here and I like the people uh, in it and I like the people that are making it. And it, you can kind of tell that, you know, they reward that type of viewership. Like in the episodes mm -hmm. that we saw, they mm -hmm. harken back to season one with yeah, Snow and Trin Charming. So like if you love the show and you love them, like you kind of have those moments there where they kind of reward you. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and it, it is fun to watch. And, you know, they have they have fun, they have serious moments, and they, give, uh, they have a lot to work with in terms of the fantasy and just like kind of all of, not just the Disney properties, but all the fairy tales. Um, and so there's plenty of opportunities to introduce new mm -hmm. characters, new plot lines, and so yeah, I, I could definitely see the potential. So um, yeah, 7.5 for me as well. Yeah, and you're totally right. They reward audiences, like loyal audiences, for sure, because I, you know, even when Rumple was talking about his son and them talking about the curse, like, that's rewarding for me because, like, from just watching season one and then watching, you know, and knowing the history of, of Rumpelstiltskin and trying to find his son and stuff, so cool. The time travel rating, you know, from what you saw. Yeah, I mean, the episode, I mean, it's using magic, so the rules are kind of flimsy, but at least within the rules of magic, it's pretty straightforward. They're like, you know, hey, you know, until things are changed, it's not, history is unwritten now, or the future is unwritten. Um, it's a portal, they go in a portal, they gotta get a portal to go back, that's pretty straightforward. Um... So yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest use of time travel I've seen, certainly not while doing this show. At the same time, it's not boring or bad time travel. It sets up some pretty interesting ideas, and I like the idea that um, the romantic in me likes the idea that true love, no matter what they do, still brings the uh, Snow and Charming together. 
I thought that was a really nice touch. That basically the kind of the river correcting itself. As long as they didn't mess up things too much, they could find their way back to each other, which I thought was kind of cool. Plus, it made their interactions better and not just like luck in a night romance. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll I'll be a little maybe I'm being a little generous with this, but I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to rate it a little bit higher just because I have seen some of the other uses, and especially that that bit that I mentioned in in the final season is really 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 cool to see as like a loyal fan of the show just to see like. You know, from just knowing how much Henry's gone through in the show, for sure, is is also, like, really intense. And um, he's basically kidnapped by Peter Pan at one point. And uh, so just kind of seeing him help himself <laughs> was, was pretty cool. So I'm going to um, give it a, a 7 out of 10 for the time travel. There's there's interesting ways, and they use it differently, and I like the, the consequences and the interpretation. Yeah, for this episode, um, they have fun with it. They do a lot of... Uh kind of, I want to say tropes, but they kind of, they, they, they do the, not even the obvious thing, but they kind of, they, they play with the time travel ideas that you would hope they would play with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so her mess with her parents, it's kind of like, like what, what, what could Emma do in the past that would mess her up the most? Messing with her parents, you know? Yeah. And, and the fact that it kind of leads her to have this huge, you know, kind of turn in her character where she like wants to stay in Storybrooke and like really kind of be more of a loving person, I would say. Um, you know, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good use of the time travel, I would say, even though it is like a one-off theme in this show. And, and, and like Hyde was saying, you know, the rules are magic and it's not totally like solid in terms of like, you know, she, like stuff is kind of in flux. So they kind of can pick and choose what can be affected. Like she didn't vanish, but the book, the pages vanished. Um, so I'm going to give it a six out of 10 because I liked it more than I disliked it. Um, but I can't really give it more than that. Okay. Um, so the but pretty good, yeah. The Rotten Tomato score, on average for the show, is seventy six percent, which is we said seven point five. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, and the audience's score is eighty percent, so pretty much the same. Um, which I think is yeah, that's pretty it's accurate pretty rating. Yeah, for a show that went on seven seasons. Yeah, it's pretty good. So as we mentioned, it's on Netflix if you want to watch. So our next episode will be our finale episode. The last Woo! episode. Wow. 80. Final. Episode 80. Wow. Finale. Wow. So uh, we are going to talk about some of our favorite, some of our least favorites. Yeah, like a retrospective. A retrospective, uh, you know, kind of talking about our favorite uses of time travel. Maybe we'll mention our some of our favorite time machines that we've seen seen a lot, so we definitely have a lot to talk about, but I also want to say that we were able to get in touch with this cool movie called Time Trap that yeah. will be released on digital um, in the beginning of November. I want to say November 2nd or 3rd, I think. Uh, online, it'll be the 13th okay. on, on Amazon and iTunes. Right. Fantastic. Right. So um, you'll be able to see it, but we were able to interview the uh, two directors, and one of them is also the writer. So that interview will be also part of our finale episode, and that movie is really cool. So we yeah, we to, got uh, to kind of hear about it. We got to see it before it came out, and so we we already, you know we got to talk to them about the movie and kind of you know yeah. uh, kind of how they made how they wrote it, and also just kind of time travel stuff in general. <laughs> yeah, they were big time travel fans, and so it was it was really fun for us to talk to people who have similar interests as us, and uh, so that was really fun. So you know, a quick thank you for them. For doing that. Okay. 
So, social media, we are at the Time Travel Trio on Twitter and Instagram. We are the Time Travel Trio podcast on Facebook. <laughs> and we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you'd rate, subscribe, follow us on those, we will appreciate you. And personal, I am at Jen Marlis on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Foreman in Space. And I'm at Robinson is High. And with that, we are out of time. time.